Welcome to the Luna Holistic Podcast. I'm your host, Geneva Robbins, and every month on this podcast, we'll talk about Reiki, as well as answering your questions on all things spiritual. We are gratefully located in Calgary in Treaty 7 territory. Thank you all and welcome to the show. Welcome to the Luna Holistic Podcast. My name's Geneva Robbins. Welcome, everybody. I'm so happy to have Angela Hogeveen here with me today. Say hi, Angela. Hi. Hi, everyone. Good to see you. I'm so glad to be talking about our favorite topic, Reiki, with you mm-hmm. today. And our main theme is help, I'm stuck, and <laughs> what we can do to get unstuck. And we'll both be sharing sort of the things that we do to to get ourselves to a new, fresher place. But before we jump into that, we'll start with the collective breath of gratitude, just a way of connecting in and a little mini meditation. If you're operating any kind of vehicle, please keep your eyes open and maybe skip ahead. Otherwise, I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a big sigh of relief. Just settling in and connecting, noticing the earth below your feet and sending a big wave of gratitude into the earth. Thanking that energy for nurturing and supporting all of your needs. Noticing the plants and animals, the sky, the water, the land are all around you. Letting that gratitude ripple out from you. And feeling that wave of gratitude return. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Ah, so nice. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today. Before we jump into our main topic, I was curious. Reiki is our favorite topic, but and is kind of all of the topics. <laughs> what do what do you love about Reiki, Angela? Well, there's so many things. So when I first got started with Reiki, someone who is a Reiki practitioner told me that Reiki was going to change my life, which I sort of thought, oh, sure, okay, maybe not even really believing or understanding how Reiki could change my life. But now, you know, several years later, it's 100% true. Reiki has changed my life for the absolute better. It's even hard to articulate what, what it's done. It's definitely helped me through a lot of things, a lot of feelings, a lot of old stuck traumas and old stuck feelings that I wasn't able to process. And then... Just in regards to being a practitioner, being able to help my clients and seeing the changes in their life, 
through Reiki. Yeah, it's just, it's awesome. Well, what do you love about Reiki? Oh, all of the things. I really do. It's a fantastic self-healing, you know, self-care practice. I think that's the the core of it for me. Like one of the things we say in our Reiki classes all the time is that all healing is self-healing. And so as a practitioner, I'm always doing my own work regardless of what's happening. So even if I never did another Reiki session for anyone else, I would still be doing my own practice because it can shift things. And it's remarkable to me how even even after all this time, I'll get sort of stuck in my head a little bit and I will, I'll try to use my mind to solve problems. It's a terrible idea. And, um, and really a few minutes of Reiki can shift things that, and find, it helps me find solutions where I just didn't see any options before. And so that part is just transformational to me. So, um, it, to me, it puts you in touch with your inner wisdom and it creates the space so that you can connect to sort of that calm, quiet, inner knowing. And when we're in that place, it's sort of like obstacles don't seem as big and solutions come in that, you know, we get ideas and we get connected to creative solutions. And and it also just makes you feel like good and well and peaceful. So that's what I like about it for me. And it's helped heal so many things for me you know, injured back and migraine pain and has significantly improved my allergy and asthma symptoms to the point where I don't even have an inhaler anymore, which is, you know, results may vary. It's just so not everybody was going to have that same experience. But for me, it's been one of the many things that have shifted a bunch of physical things in my own body. But deeper than that, it's cleared a lot of longstanding thought patterns, you know, of shifting the inner critic voice to a more kind interior <laughs> landscape. And, and really it's a practice to keep, kind of keep that going and flowing. And then it's just absolutely the best job in the world when I get a chance to work with other people because I get to create the space where people can connect to that, that divine space inside them and that place of healing and rest and recovery. And I basically just get to facilitate somebody else's miracle, like to connect, you know, we kind of open up this energy space and then people can connect to it in whatever way they need to. So, so yeah, it's, it's endlessly fascinating to me and it is absolutely my conscious mind or my ego mind is like, cannot wrap its head around what is happening. It doesn't seem like it would be possible, but it somehow is. And because we just keep seeing these amazing results over and over again and we keep experiencing it ourselves so it's just that you know even for people who aren't connected to the energy or don't really believe in that stuff you know you might even just chalk it up to like the power of the mind and that mind-body connection and that our brains are these 
you know, living computers that are inside our physical body. And when we think a new thought or we're in a different mental state, when we're in that sort of calmer, parasympathetic response, we're not in that stressed fight or flight response, then that's when our immune system can do all the healing work. And so it's almost like we get ourselves out of the way so that that energy can shift things for us. So yeah, that's what it is for me. Thank you. So just a few little things. Just a few. (laughs) Just like, it's just all of the things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it does sound crazy. Like you said, the mind, it's, it's hard to fathom or maybe even accept that Reiki can help with your asthma and your allergies. But, you know, I know for myself, when I broke my ankle, other than the initial break, I really didn't have any pain throughout the whole process. But I was also giving myself a ton of Reiki. And along with that, like you said, mind over matter, you know, that you can you have control over your body with your mind. I convinced myself that I was healed and it was feeling good and my cast came off. I didn't need physio. It was kind of crazy how, yeah, I mean, you would think with a broken ankle, you know, it wouldn't just kind of snap, go back to normal, but it did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something because you're, you're a big hiker and you know so mm-hmm. so so you know ankles are somewhat important when you hike as a hobby <laughs> so absolutely you would know you would know if something was wrong but yeah that's amazing mm-hmm. that's really amazing mm-hmm. i like this next topic which is help i'm stuck how do i move forward and the reason i like it is because it's so like everybody has been there and and it 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 totally sucks when you're in that stuck place. I don't want to diminish anybody who's feeling stuck because it it can be so depressing and hopeless and frustrating to be in a place that is uncomfortable where you feel like you can't move back forward or sideways up or down. You just are in this sort of stationary static place or this the feeling or perception that we're you're not able to move from that place that's you know sometimes it's being stuck in something that's uncomfortable and sometimes it's just being stuck in the bleh you know not really feeling a lot not really you know being connected or engaged with the life that you want to have and you know there's lots of tips and strategies of kind of how we each have gotten through this but um but I'm curious for you Angela like what what does stuckness mean for you and then what are some of the ways that you get yourself unsticky stuck and help for others as well like what what kind of pops up for you Mm -hmm. well I'm definitely familiar with the feeling of being stuck I recently have gone through that where I was really, really stuck, as you know, because I had to come for a Reiki session where it felt like I had cement boots on. And, you know, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go, but I had so much resistance to it. 
that I didn't do any of the things, I was just literally stuck. I, I couldn't move. I mean, I could. I mean, physically, I could move, of course, but it just felt like I couldn't. And it's an awful place to be. And now I do feel I'm stuck. I feel like I am moving forward and I am a lot happier. And what worked was, again, absolutely, you know, having a Reiki session that will help move that kind of stuck energy. But when I'm stuck, it's that critical voice yelling at me and saying all the things that I should be doing. Why aren't you doing this? You should be doing this. Look where you are. You haven't gotten out of bed for hours. It's very damaging. And that voice just made me more stuck because it was, don't tell me what to do. I am, I'm going to do this. And I find that just being gentle with myself and loving myself through it, you know, it kind of almost feels counterintuitive, I guess, because growing up, it was more, come on, let's go, let's do it. You know, move. There wasn't a softness to it. You know, there was a belief that I just, that you needed a kick in the butt to, to get unstuck and to get you and to get you moving forward. But for me, that absolutely doesn't work. It may work for some people, but for me, it, that doesn't work. So, um, yeah, it is just loving myself more and being okay with where I am and kind of lowering my expectations of myself. Um, or of that critical voice that's, again, telling me what I need or what I should be doing and where I should be. Um, And just saying, you know what, it's okay. Yes, I do want to be over there or I do want to be doing these things that I'm not currently doing, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm here. I need to accept where I am and love myself through it and be gentle with myself. And then usually that is what helps that, you know, once I stop pressuring myself, mm-hmm. once that mm-hmm. pressure is gone, and once there is a kind, loving voice in my head, then that seems to um, take away that stuck feeling. And then I'm able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And honestly, I don't think that anybody that the 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 pushing through or the like the kick in the butt works really for anybody long term. I think it can work for people in the short term, but it's like it's it's a system that relies on kicking. You know, yeah. and so yeah. so it, it isn't it isn't a definitely isn't a comfortable way of going. You know, it's like it's getting stuck in the the push and pull. And for me Anyway, I agree with you. I've got a nervous system that's similar is like, like anytime there's that pushing or pulling or that like that pressure that like I have to get all of these things done and I have to do it immediately and I have to do it perfectly. And it's like, oh, it just it, it is the fastest way to stopping everything and and getting in that sort of really stuck place. And then you know, and how mean our minds can be as well, which kind of comes back to that like peace acceptance piece that there's a real freedom from it by just being soft and gentle and being the opposite of the energy. You know, if the energy that's keeping you stuck is harsh, 
then you need the opposite to break free. So whatever energy is keeping you in that stuck place and is holding you stationary. So sometimes it's a thought, you know, is, is that we feel like we're stuck by circumstances sometimes because of, you know, well, I can't, I can't tell these people no. So I have to keep on doing all of these other obligations that are not letting me do the things that I want to do for myself. So then I feel like I'm not moving forward on the things that really matter, you know, and then that can contribute to the stuckness. Um, so often it's about like, kind of stopping the struggling for for me it's like noticing noticing where you are is the first step to getting out it's uncomfortable to notice the discomfort of the present moment nobody wants to do that it's much easier to numb right but the numbing only pauses what's happening it doesn't process it and it doesn't end up moving you forward it just is a delay which can add more pressure on us because then we think well now i've been stuck for a really long time three years five years ten years same place oh my gosh you know like all or none thinking is also a contributor to the stuckness you know it's often something that's like a belief we're holding in our mind and and so so thinking about it in sort of like these little tiny incremental changes is like well, maybe I can't leap from where I am and don't want to be to where I'm going to go, but maybe I can make a tiny little change. Maybe I can notice little changes that are occurring all around me. We kind of get in that panic, you know, of like, I'm in a place and I don't want to be here and it's uncomfortable and I, and I don't want to keep on being here, but I also don't know how I'm going to go from where I am to where I want to be. So the whole thing can get really bound really quickly. And so when I notice that I'm in those spaces, my first thing is to stop, you know, stop struggling. It's sort of like being in a mud puddle, you know, up to your knees. And it's like the more you flail, the worse it's going to be for you. And so the, the first thing is to stop, get still and really pay attention to what's happening in the body, you know, so coming back to that state of presence, you know, which is very, very difficult when you don't like where you are, but that compulsive future looking doesn't help you navigate, you know, because in order to get anywhere, you have to know where you are first, you know, it was like, where are you? you if you know where you want to go, the first thing is to stop, get present, get grounded and see where you are. And then see what possibilities do you have and to make tiny changes. Because I think our, our ego is like wants us to leap immediately there, but that's rarely the way things happen. It's usually these tiny little incremental changes gets us from point A to point B. And it's the little tiny things that we do every day that add up over a long term. So it's like, for me, it's like much better to change the underlying habit than to get the result, you know, so it's sort of like loosening our grip on the results and just sort of know that the results are baked into the process. So if we can change a tiny little habit that's healthier, you know, so something as like, when you're tired, stop and rest, you know, <laughs> when, when you need inspiration, like, 
go and watch inspiring videos, right? So, uh, you know, looking at ways where you can like kind of feed your brain new ways of looking at things and getting curious about and creative about here is where I am. It's not super comfortable, but what is some way that I can make even a symbolic movement forward? You know, I remember before I left my other career and I really knew I didn't want to do it anymore. I knew I really wanted to do Reiki full time. And so every minute I was at my other job was just kind of torture because it felt like I was taking that time away from Reiki. That's a pretty difficult place to be in. And so my solution was just to soften around all of it, to not put so much pressure on my little tiny growing career to be the everything, but just to appreciate it for where it is. The more I struggled against where I was and the more I made my day job bad, it actually undermined the work I was doing to move forward. It was actually the best way of staying stuck or being in the state of like constant tension, which is not a, the energy I wanted to bring to the work. So then my reframe was to just see my day job at the time as a source of funding capital for my business. <laughs> you know, it was an investment source so that I could do this on the side. And that, and then it was this sort of inner commitment that no matter how long it was going to take, I was going to take the time that was required and I was going to surrender everything else and let it all go and let it be in the hands of the divine. And then also not, and like to be really, really, really grateful for everything I had. And from time to time, I will feel stuck but the stuckness is almost an illusion, you know? And so it's the softening into what is doing Reiki, doing meditation. I really, really like the app WISA, W-Y-S-A. It's a little cognitive behavioral therapy app. It's fantastic for helping you like reframe your thoughts. You know, yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing is like soften, relax, get gentle, Notice where you are, come back to your body, see what you can, what tiny thing you can be grateful for, and then take it even the tiniest little sliver of action, even if it doesn't seem like a lot. Because the other thing that I notice is that the inner critic is really quick to like beat up on us for not moving forward, and then really quick to dis to completely dismiss any tiny little action that moves us forward. You know, so it's like, it it will always say that whatever you do isn't enough, right? That's this constant tape. Not enough, not enough, not enough. Where you are isn't good enough. Stuck, <laughs> you know, you, you did five minutes on the project. That's not enough. Stuck, right? So it, it's like, it loves you being stuck because if you're stuck, you're safe in its view, right? It's like, it can keep a watch on you at least. If you're not doing anything new, scary or vulnerable, you know, so that's, that's the other side of stuckness is that sometimes it's a protective thing to try to keep us out of what our ego perceives to be danger. 
you know, but that's all the good stuff, you know, accepting that little bit of the tiny emotional risk that comes with doing something new or doing something for the effing first time, as Brene Brown calls it, you know, and, and we don't like it and it sucks. And so it's much better to, to, to get and stay stuck and then find ways of keeping yourself in that immobilized space because then no movement can happen and no change can happen, but it's, it's misery being there, you know? And, and so sometimes it's just a matter of like, sometimes what moves us forward is the discomfort of being stuck. It sucks so much, not moving forward, not doing something that is loving, kind, generous, creative, that it's worth the, the risk, you know, the, the little risk of vulnerability feels less awful than staying where you are. <laughs> you know? So, but uh, yeah, how does that sit with you, Angela? I've been nodding my head the entire time <laughs> talking because it all resonates and it is that pressure of the critical voice that it's never enough. Yeah, okay, maybe you walked a kilometer today, but you should have walked 10 or what, whatever it is, as you say, it's just, it never seems to be enough, which then causes more stuckness because you're like, well, then why should I bother? But it is absolutely surrendering and it's being okay and understanding that it's about baby steps. And that we can't go from A to Z. There's all of those letters in between. Um, You know, one thing that you say often is that uh, no push, no pull, which I really try to, I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 no push, no pull. It's huge. And life becomes a lot easier when there's no push, no pull, when you can flow. But yeah, it's that critical voice. It's that ego voice that can sometimes just take a hold of you. And like you said, they, you know, the critical voice wants you to stay where you are. So you're fighting yourself and it can, it can become quite ugly and quite disheartening. And then, um, you know, yeah, you start to numb and it's just this downward spiral and, you know, it can, yeah, it can leave you stuck for a very long time, but you know, again, when you're gentle with yourself and you're loving yourself and you surrender into, okay, this is where I'm at. You know, I might not like where I'm at and I don't want to be here, but this is where I'm currently at. And what's the next little step? What's the next little baby step? And then as you say, when you turn around, you're like, man, I've come a really long way. You know, those were big, big steps through the baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. And each baby step can feel like a giant leap, you know, sometimes. Absolutely. You know, and some of them are are tiny but momentous, right? Of like, you know, the the click send is a very tiny action, but can launch a lot of dreams, right? The the writing a single email can be a very tiny step in the grand scheme of of everything but it it can change a lot and so you know sometimes we 
feel that forward motion and and so then we we're pulling back from it to try to stay out of it but um what are some tools that you like that move you out what is your little baby step repertoire for for getting in the flow again of course a reiki session absolutely helps and again just taking that step back and trying to look at my life almost as a third party and to realize you know what you have come far you are doing big things and sometimes you do need a minute to take a breath and so almost to reframe it that I'm not stuck I'm just taking a breath I just need a moment and you know, in that moment it might be a week, it might be a day, it might be an hour, I, I don't know. But then it's like, okay, yeah, let's go. And then loving myself enough to hold my own hand in a sense and be gentle with myself and kind to myself to say, we can do this. Come on, let's mm-hmm. go. Let's go. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And to give myself credit for even like you said, you know, in regards to sending that email, but even having a shower sometimes is a big step and a big deal. And accepting that, you know what, that was, and even if that's all I do in a day is have a shower, you know what, well, that was a step and it's okay. Even though my critical mind and my ego is saying, oh, that's all you did today? Come on. But it's like, no, 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 no. I love you. Now hush up. I had a shower today and I'm proud of that. And then tomorrow I'll have a shower and I'll go for a walk. And then the next day, you know, so it definitely, as it goes in that downward motion, it can go in that forward motion as well. Mm -hmm. I think of it as like any tiny little thing that creates movement. So it doesn't, you know, anything that brings in that little breath of relief and comfort and makes you feel good is a step, you know, and getting support. And, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a big, my go-to is Reiki as well, Reiki or meditation, or I love, you know, going to sort of my book mentors or to, you know, podcasts or YouTube videos or things of people who have done their own amazing thing. You know, is there, you know, I like to put myself in the vicinity of creativity, even if I don't feel creative and I don't know how I'm going to get from point A to point B, connecting with inspiration and inspiring people is a big part of kind of my mental self-care is like, well, if they can do it, then I can do it, you know, um, you know, just, you know, even just like the field of dreams, you know, <laughs> watching that movie, you know, it's like, it makes a big difference to, to sort of connect in of like, okay, I don't know how, but maybe I don't need to know how. And that's, that's the other thing that I like is, you know, in often in Reiki is like we say, like, we don't need to know how that person's going to go from the pain they're in to where they want to be. Our job is just to see it as possible, to see them in that happy, joyful, smiling space and and then surrender everything to the divine. And we just sort of completely let go and and then trying to apply that to 
everything in my life, you know? So if I'm stuck and I'm struggling, it's like, let go, you know? And even in situations that are, it seems like there's no way out. You don't know how things are going to resolve. You know, you don't know where things are going to go from where you are, you know, and maybe you're going to be in this uncomfortable space for a while. I think the principles are the same and where things are just feel like they're just kind of beyond your control and maybe beyond your control. And in those circumstances, it's, it's, yeah, taking those moments and breaks to come back to your breath, come back to the present moment when the future is very uncertain the only safe space is the present moment. And so in some ways, it's like the present moment can be this little island of relief when everything else is up in the air. And so coming back to your breath, coming back to grounding and and then doing little tiny kind things for yourself, like taking a shower, like making sure that you're well hydrated, making sure that you're meditating and reaching out to loved ones, because all of that is little tiny movements forward. And the universe is never static. And no matter where you are, you will never be there forever because everything is in a constant flow of change. And if it's changing, it can be changed. Anything that's changeable will change and all things can be changed. It might take a very long time, but it's every little breath, every little step is a tiny movement forward and you're one day closer to not being in that spot. And regardless of what the future is bringing, it's like, how do you want to be through those moments? So it's coming back to that presence and being and the intention and finding joy and gratitude, even if it's the teeniest, tiniest little thing, like I can take an inhale and an exhale. Like that's a moment of gratitude. It can be a lifesaver. You can keep your mind sane when everything has gone insane. <laughs> so, and that's that's my my strategy for times of great intensity and strife. Is it really is like whether you get stuck by choice or by accident? It's it really the tools are very very similar in both spaces. It, and in some ways, it's like the greater the intensity, the more important you need and more more careful and kind and gentle you need to be with those tools it really brings you back to just you know being present and being grounded and being safe and reaching out for support and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. but I think a lot of it feels counterintuitive you know that that surrender it's a hard thing I think people feel that you know, you, you need to hold on tighter. And again, just going back to, you know, that, you know, that kick in the butt where you just gotta, you gotta push and you gotta move and you hold on tight and it's going to be okay. But really it is that surrender and accepting what is, which again, to me, oftentimes feels counterintuitive, um, but it is the way through. Um, and I absolutely also will listen to a lot of videos or audiobooks, and just knowing that I'm not alone, that other people have felt these things. And then, you know, they talk about their tools and, 
And, and maybe not all of them will resonate with me, but just knowing that, again, other people have felt this way and it's, it's normal mm-hmm. to feel this way, mm-hmm. um, that definitely, yeah, helps for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that there's a huge difference between surrender and giving in. Our ego sometimes flips surrender into giving in or giving up. And it's not that at all. It's about it's about stopping the struggle that's that's maybe miring you or making the situation worse, you know. And that, you know, if 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 you're in the state where it's like kicking yourself there could actually get you there, you would be there by now. Right. Cause because usually the the intensity that we feel when we're stuck is because we're trying to not be there and we're trying to push, push, push our way through it. And the push, push, pushing isn't getting us anywhere other than more like caught and entangled in the situation we're in. And so it's like, it's almost like that the pushing is like another form of control, right? Like we don't like where we are and we want to control our way out of it. But it's that isn't how it works. We have to surrender our way out of it. And then we can kind of like the bonds on us, you know, the tangles and the snarls and the the muck, it all just sloughs off. And then we can and then we get connected to our creativity and our ingenuity and we come up with new solutions and ideas pop into our head. If you're under a lot of pressure and tension, those creative epiphanies can't come to you you're doing the same thing and expecting different results which is crazy (laughs) you know it it keeps you further in it and so the surrender we're talking about is about like it's about that gentleness and softening and in some ways sort of mentally letting go of the plan and and sort of surrendering into something greater so that you're not surrendering to chaos. You're not letting it go to just sort of the winds. You're letting it go into the wisdom inside you and the wisdom of the creator of the universe of, you know, that we live in this interconnected fabric of reality and that intelligence that is underlying all matter is constantly communicating with us and then when we let go we let that bigger force and bigger energy communicate with us and then that's where all of these sort of ideas you didn't have access to before and the the celebrating the tiniest little forward movement and step that all happens because we're in this place and then we can just you know, in that flow and connection, we can just step, step by step, move our way from that stuck place to the place of freedom. And when we do that, the, you know, the gifts of those moments, you know, the the looking back on the stuck places and getting ourselves free is that the things that we need to do and the lessons that we learn when we're stuck We need to do that when we're in the flow too. So we have to keep on doing it. We have to keep on coming back to surrender. We have to keep on coming back to being in the flow and being in harmony with our inner wise self. 
we notice a, a lot when we feel stuck and in a bad place. But we those tools, everything you're learning right now, if you happen to be stuck, you know, welcome to the party. <laughs> we're, we're all there at different times. And and everything you're learning now is is one more increment moving you forward to sort of greater and greater joy and is ultimately building skills so that you can be in that resilient space and that you won't resist or be as fearful when you are in a stuck place that you can move forward and be in that flow again. And if you get stuck, you get stuck. You soften, relax, and come back to the basics, come back to those little tiny movements forward and just heap joy and praise on every little bit and motion and noticing how things are constantly changing. So Mm -hmm. Abraham Hicks talks about that a lot where you're trying to push your boat against the current and it's just work and it's work and it's work and you're not really moving. But once you surrender or accept what is, accept where you are and you go down current, um, as you say, everything is just easy and flowing and mm-hmm. yeah, things, things move a lot. Well, just a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. And you're putting your efforts towards things that are actually moving you and, and moving you in the direction that is in that sort of maximum harmony and joy it's not a place that's devoid of effort either. It's not It's not that we're not doing anything. It's just that we're in a more relaxed internal space so that there, the stuff that we are doing is more in alignment with the energy of where we're, we're headed. And so even if you're putting in a lot of work to create and make things that are going to move you forward it's it's a much more restful space you can celebrate all of the tiny little accomplishments you know you if you're writing something you're celebrating each sentence each word you're paying attention to how joyful it feels to like hold your pen how fun it feels to type up the words you know noticing where you struggle and then you find ease like those kind of little incremental changes are that's the whole process so you get lost in the process and let go of the product you know if you if you're fixated on where you're going or what it's going to look like when you're there you miss the magic that's happening along the way and even in the most dark, depressing times, there's always these little moments of joy. There's these moments of epiphanies, there's delight, there's wonder, there's grace. And if we're not present, we'll miss them. You know, you know, there's always sunrises happening and there's always sunsets happening. So you have these like two opportunities every day to connect to joy and wonder if you're there for them because they're they're ephemeral they don't last and to really be and be present with it no matter what else is happening that's uncomfortable 
And those things are like the anchor for me that can move me through very dark times and very stuck places. And then sort of coming back and expanding, coming back to the tools, you know, coming back to Reiki, like Reiki is fantastic because it connects you to that limitless flow and, and can put you in this kind of deep state of peace and harmony you can connect to that moment of sort of grace where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get to where I want to be, but I know it's possible. I can feel it. And I can feel that little breath of movement, the little breath of wind or fresh air. It's on the way for me. And I'm going to just keep, keep going in the direction that feels like ease and flow and swim downstream for a while instead of upstream, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, my previous corporate job that I've had you know, for forever, that was absolutely upstream where mm. the last few years I was miserable. I didn't realize at the time how miserable I was in that job, but it wasn't that I was terribly unhappy. There were definitely moments of happiness in my life, but it was still a struggle. But then once I gave that up and, you know, turned to go downstream, now it's just so much easier, as you say, kind of appreciating those little moments. And I don't have all that stress piled on me where I couldn't, you know, when when I had that stress, I couldn't appreciate those moments. But now that I'm flowing downstream and I have Reiki as, as a career, everything has changed. Amazing. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm so happy to be on this downstream journey with you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also happy to have you as a companion when, when we and helper when I get stuck, when you get stuck, we can like, help pull each other out of the muck. (laughs) And for any of those listening, we're very, very happy to help you. We have great compassion (laughs) for all of the various places, whether you're in the flow or whether you're feeling really stuck. Come try Reiki. It might be the thing that can really put a little breath of wind in your sails and give you a little bit of a boost to move forward or feel you know, at least peace and acceptance with wherever you happen to be. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you, Angela. It's been awesome talking to you. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Geneva. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Luna Holistic Podcast. We're so grateful that you are here. If you've got a question, we'd love to hear from you. Go to lunaholistic.com slash podcast and we'll answer you in an upcoming episode. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And also please rate because you never know where your little five stars will go to shine light into somebody's heart today. So thank you very much and we'll see you next time.